Welcome to the show with your host KZ and Trisha, husband and wife, great eats and the best topics coming out of, where are we, Punchbowl Social? in St. Louis Park in Minnesota. It's been open for a year and a half. Really cool place uh, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, events it looks like too. There's a bowling alley in here, foosball table I noticed, and a ton of, would you say a ton of like personality? Yeah. Our water is served in jars. Yeah, jar water. You know it's special. And there's like a pretty long table. That looks just like a tree that fell down in the <laughs> it's woods. It's like a cut. Yeah, they cut in half. Cut in half so you can actually it, eat off it of down. it. It's pretty cool. So I, I just got back from California last night. And I have to be honest with you, Trisha, I didn't prepare topics. But from what you told me, it sounds like you have enough topics for the both of us. Uh, yeah, I guess I have three topics. Okay, so I just need to come up with one. So we'll come up with one topic at the very end, just as a FYI to you guys. We're changing up the format of the show a little bit. We're going to go through four topics instead of six. I think we did five on the last episode. And then we'll rate the restaurant that we're at. Right now, it's at a steady five for me, but we got to eat the food and see if the food is as good as the ambiance. Lobster um, bacon fries. Yep, lobster bacon fries. I don't know what to get. We also are not using our typical mic. We usually use a lapel mic. So hopefully you guys can hear us well. If not, we apologize and it'll be better next time. Um, yeah, what, what's the first topic? First topic is being vegan. Is it a personal choice or is it a movement? Is it a personal choice or a movement? Like, you already know how I feel about this. I feel like media is the devil. I feel like if something... Because, you know, I'm a marketing student. I went to school for advertising and branding. I understand that if you consistently put a message in front of someone over and over and over again, it becomes a cultural norm. It just does. It's like yesterday I was at at a gas station and... I was like, I know I want Doritos, but I don't want I don't know what I want to drink with it. And for some reason or another, I automatically grabbed a Coke. And if you think back, any there's advertisements with Doritos and Coke saying that they're the perfect pair. But like subconsciously I was doing something that I was trained to do, right? I mean we do it in school. Keep you just say your numbers over and over again. You say your alphabet over and over again in a okay. melodic way. Interject. So, and you get brainwashed. So you're saying that, are you saying that we're getting brainwashed by eating yes. meat or getting brainwashed by being vegan? Oh, good point. That's a good point. I don't know. Because vegans will say that we're being brainwashed. To eat meat. To yeah. eat meat. You're just like, well, your initial question was, your initial question was, is it a personal choice or is it a movement? And I would, I would, I would think that your comments or are really like, leaning towards maybe being this movement quote unquote yeah then versus a personal choice right so on the macro level you're completely right like we're being brainwashed for the meat to be vegan and to be meat eaters like both but um 
you know, to address your question on the micro, yeah, I do believe that brands are realizing that there's money behind it, so they're going harder. They're going super hard. And, you know, I don't know if I could go to a supermarket and grab a soy-based, you know, meat substitute. I don't know if that was an option. Yeah, see, this is this is what I don't, um, I don't know. Like, is it because I'm older that I'm more conscious of um, my health, the choices that I make, what I eat, or has it always been this way? Like, it, you know, per, like personally, like, I'm, I feel like, um, I don't know, it, it feels like there's a lot more vegan options, like being um, supplied in the supermarkets now or in Target or just gluten-free stuff or just organic. So I feel like it's more prevalent today. Yeah, we're all right. Um, I think we're ready. So you're ready? You know what you want? Yeah. Okay, you can go first because I'm not, I'm not ready. I want the standard breakfast. I want scrambled eggs. That's pretty much it, right? Uh, toast, do you have bread options? Um, it comes with like a toasted ciabatta, but we can also do like a white bread. Oh, let me, just do, it. Let me do it how you guys have it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <coughs> can I get the chicken pot pie? Yes. It's good? You said yes like that. Like it's I really know. Good. I feel like I should, <laughs> should change mine. Yeah. Do you guys want to start off with like an apple or? What type of appetizer do you suggest? Um, I really like our black eyed pea hummus. Um, also our chips and dip are like a good easy one to share. Our charred onion from fresh, like an onion dip. And our kettle chips we make and fry in house. Do you have a chili by any chance? What's up? A chili? We don't. We've got a black bean soup, a citrus black bean, and a vegetable minestrone. Do you want to just do like fries or? Uh, What did you say? Just chips and dip, babe? Or what did you say? Yeah, the chips and dip is a good one. It's kind of nice very easy to share. Yeah, let's try that. Sure. Absolutely. All right, we'll get you guys home. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Do you have a beverage menu? Um, no, we're, no, we're okay. Don't remember where we were at. But yeah, Oh, I was just lock. saying, like, I feel like it's more, pre- it's, it's more prevalent than it was before but like I said I don't know if it's because I'm older now I'm you know trying to be more health conscious about mm. what I eat but um, I don't know do you know anybody vegan do you know any vegans I'm sure I do have, have you ever did you like ever read up on a vegan um, propaganda no, I don't want to say propaganda but just literature of like why what, what, why people make the decision to be vegan like have you ever had that conversation prior to today um maybe like in the vague high level sense I never really got deep and then I've definitely never done any research you know that that one comment that you made earlier it's like uh, am I realizing it because I'm kind of focused on it as an adult like I call that like the new car theory like whenever you get a new car you start seeing that exact same car everywhere right. yeah then, or just anything yeah so it's it's just like um yeah i mean you might be right maybe this is something that's been going on forever and did you do any research on this topic um 
Well, pri I mean, prior to bringing up this topic, you know, uh, I think it was shortly after I had Josiah, so our, we have a son, Josiah, he's almost, he's going to be two in July, so shortly after having him, um, remember me and Nikita, like, we wanted to be vegan, and then it turned into her just being, turned into us just being pescatarian, and then it just turned into her, to her just being pescatarian and not me, mm -hmm. but prior, you know, but prior to that though like I was definitely doing research to justify my reasons to not want to be vegan anymore because I'm like I can't do this it's too hard um, but yeah so I've done research on it I've I, I know people who are vegans and they basically say you know that we just we weren't meant to eat meat like our bodies weren't initially originally designed to eat meat and like that's why it just has all of these negative effects on our bodies. And oh, um, uh, this side of kettle chips, charred onion dip here for you. That sounds wonderful. Can we put it in the center? Thank you. <laughs> but trying to get these. Are that or? Yeah, remember I was telling you like one of the examples where. You know, if you if you fed uh, a gorilla like plants or like vegetables, and you fed another one um, like bl like bloody flesh, like which one is gonna act like more aggressive or more crazy? And then you're like, well, why does it gotta be like so savage? Like why is he getting fed a bloody piece of meat? Like why isn't he getting fed a hamburger, like a cooked hamburger? Like then I think it would be different. So, I mean, just those type of examples. Um, and then on the other side of it, you know, people talk about vegans just being deficient in a lot of things. Like, just like for example, with Nikita, um, she, she uh, you know, went down in her, in her weight percentile after she was pescatarian and she wasn't eating, she wasn't eating meat anymore. She had a, a low iron count. So it's like you just become deficient in those type of things where like you you would get those those uh, vitamins and those nutrients from meat. So I don't know. Some people are really in the, uh, what what's that that documentary on Netflix? What's the health? I swear, like when that first came out and people were watching that, I was like, I can't. I can't be friends with someone that's like I'm changing my whole life because of this documentary. <laughs> because it it is that part, you know, it was really it was it was focused. It was focused on an agenda and just how they were quoting stats because I you know, I minored in psychology so I you know, I know a little bit about how like research is done and how um, you know, you present your your findings and your 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 research. Um, and it was just really skewed in a way to look crazier than um, it was. Or just crazy, period, about eating meat and what it does to you. And I don't know. So, I mean, shout out to people who are being vegan. And that's great and everything, cool. But I, I don't like it when, when that choice is... That, that choice is trying to be pushed on on other people of like I'm a vegan so I'm better than you has that or, happened to you? I've um not like directly to my face but I've 
I've seen people who are vegan say those type of things of like, how could you even eat meat? Like, that's disgusting. You know, or like, uh, you know, my food are posting memes like, my food doesn't have a face. Um, like, I'm sorry if that offends you or something like that. You know, like, it's just, then it's like you're bullying people to like make a different decision. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure. If it's if it's just a personal choice or a movement, but it is definitely like a lot louder than I ever remember it being, for sure. Very true. Well, All right, it's my first topic. <laughs> that's a good topic. I don't know. I don't know if one's worse than the other. I think there's like supplement. I think diet's really important. I think a balanced diet is really important and really understanding what goes into your body and how it makes you feel. I think. Everybody is different, and everybody should do what's right for them. It's just kind of how I feel about it all. I think things are good in moderation. Like, too much soy is bad for you, right? So, you know... Right, it is. It's actually something I probably shouldn't even have. So, and that was one of the things that I looked up to about a certain kind of soy. That's, that's really bad for you. Right, so everything, I think, in moderation is okay, and you just have to get your balance right so that's a good topic what one, was your... uh, one final comment that uh, I want to make though about this whole going, going back to um, you know this, this vegan theory of like we were never designed to like eat meat and like our, our body doesn't process it well um, you know I'm Native American so I you know in the Midwest you know Native American from you know my my people were originated in the Minnesota Minnesota North Dakota area I couldn't imagine my people being able to survive <laughs> in Minnesota North Dakota winters without eating meat yeah. like I just don't I wouldn't be here <laughs> today if they didn't eat meat and just the fact that um, our culture is just so centered around the buffalo and you know, using every part of the buffalo, eating it, using all the parts to, to, to clothe you, to, to shelter you, and, you know, doing it in such a respectful way as well. Or even hunting deers, it was just always, um, I know you did it in a respectful way where it's an understanding of like, you know, I need you in order, for, you know, for me to survive and to be respectful of that. So it it's, it's hard for me to believe that you know, our bodies weren't designed to eat meat. And um, just because it's just so, it's just so embedded in my culture as a Native American. But that's, that's my final words. So next topic then? Next topic is Kanye West. Uh-oh. And his recent tweets. I love Kanye. I love Kanye and his recent tweets. So, make, his recent tweets about... Make me feel better about myself. What do you mean? His recent tweets about supporting Trump? Yeah. And that's... And, like, even within that sentence, you got it all wrong. And that's the worst part about media. He's not supporting Trump. He's just saying that Trump is my friend. I fucks with Trump. <laughs> he, has, he, does, he has some things that I fuck with, and he has some things that I don't as a president but overall he's my friend and I think that's 
so dope. I get that. I see that side of it. It's but like, you know, the other side of before it, you say but, it's like, let's say you have a sibling or a friend that's of some other persuasion, like they're gay or they're trans or they're whatever. And then you go to church and they're like, oh my God, you know him or you're related to who? And you're getting judged for that? Like, that shit's whack as hell. Like, let me love who I need to love and not like what I don't like about him and love and like what I do like about him. Shit's, I don't know. Because before Donald Trump became president and he was doing his show, The Apprentice, and releasing books and doing entrepreneurial things, like, if you ask me what do I think about Donald Trump, I think he's the man. He's from Queens. And he, he became, like, a billionaire, bro. Like, that shit's ins- inspiration. Donald Trump? Hey. Like, so you trying to say that Donald Trump came from nothing? Is that what you... No, he's, what, he's, what, he's, what, he, didn't, he didn't come from nothing, but his father came from nothing. And his father invested a million dollars in his first re- real estate uh, property, for sure. He definitely had a golden spoon in his mouth. I'm just saying... A silver a, spoon, Okay, silver spoon. I like... Um, LeBron James, I like um, not LeBron James. I like uh, Carmelo Anthony, who played for uh, the New York Knicks forever. Uh, New York boy, you know, like I fucks with him, bro. Like, but I'm not, and like I like playing basketball. Am I an NBA player or will I ever be? No. His family is a, uh, a basketball family. Like he has an upper hand, but I still can appreciate what he's great at. Like we do it all the time, you know, and aspire to maybe relate some of those things that got you there to our own lives and our own endeavors like it's media i know like that's what i was saying fries but it's media that brainwashes you and makes you hate somebody and that's what kanye's talking about it's like i'm not a fucking sheep i am the shepherd like you're not gonna tell me not to like somebody because that's just like group think you got the standard breakfast scrambled eggs yeah that's me oh that popeye is huge Thank you so much. Anything else right away? Do you mind taking that away? Yeah. Thank you so much. Enjoy, guys. This toast looks good. Yeah, the food off the bat looks amazing. Like, I've never even seen it presented like this. My bread looks like like French toast. Legit Popeye. Yeah, her Popeye. Wait, oh, you didn't take a picture. Oh, post it. We'll post it. You can follow uh, Trisha. (laughs) What's your handle? Trizzy with three Z's, 86. For both Snapchat and Instagram. Follower. And then you can see what we're eating. I'm gonna send this to you. I'll make a collage later. Um, but yeah, so I feel some sort, I really love it. Because my wife, when Donald Trump was not president, you know, like, obviously running for president, became president. I was telling her, like, there's some things that I I may think make sense that he's doing, like um, corporate tax. There's a whole bunch of things that I do not like. But me just liking one thing, she automatically became, like, an enemy of mine. She just loathed me. She honestly said that. She said, I don't even, I don't know if I can like you because you like Donald Trump. And it's the wildest thing, like, straight up wild to me. And now they're doing the exact same thing to Kanye West, like, so many people are writing him off for 
quote unquote being a free thinker. What do you think? Think he's gonna lose all his fans? Yeah, it looks great. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know. But what I think is that, you know, as a celebrity, you're definitely in the, you know, you have this platform, you're in the spotlight, everything that you say and do is, you know, scrutinized a lot more. And like, that's just the cost of being famous. And I understand that, you know, just because you're put in that type of position, that doesn't mean that you should be like a savior of all like social problems or anything like that. But uh, I don't know, it kind of comes hand in hand, like that's a job. You know, that's just, it just kind of comes with his territory. So for him to make the comments that he's making, I think it, it's it's tough. Like, I guess, I guess it's like saying like, it like it's perceived as, you know, Hitler, bad guy, you know? So the United States president is like but Hitler. But I'm not saying like Hitler, like he is like Hitler. I'm saying that, all right, I'm sure that somebody could say some positive things about Hitler, like, the fact that he was so charismatic that he like are he, you comparing he, he, the United I, I States just, president did I just tell Hitler. you that I'm not doing that oh. I'm saying that he's so he was somebody could point out a positive that he was so charismatic that he he led a country to do the horrendous things that they did uh-huh. like that's, that's all positive I guess you could say that that's how charismatic of a person he was but he still did horrible things so it's it's hard for people to separate the positives of somebody and the bad things that they're doing. Like, it's just, like, you, you, you take them as one. So, I, I think that it's tough to be like, well, there's there's well, things that I don't... I know, I know specifically that... Well, this is going to be a heated topic. Let's just be clear. Like, I know specifically the things that I do not like that Donald Trump did, right? But this is to bring about my point of me hating media what is the worst thing that Donald Trump has done that you just do not agree with I just think the way he used the way he uses social media right now is like inappropriate as a president like where he just constantly um, I don't know attacking people so that's the worst thing that he's on the worst thing in his policies What's the worst his policy? Po- his policies seem to just be more in favor of rich white people than of... Which one? I don't know. This whole, like, tax... This whole tax policy, in theory, it's supposed to, you know, it's like this trickle-down economics um, effect it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But in reality... Like, the only people who are going to, like, immediately be benefited from it are people who are rich. It's not going to help. It's not going to help poor people, for sure. It's not going to help middle class people. It's going to help rich people. And so, then we're supposed to just wait until, like, this trickle-down effect, like, happens. So, like, on your... Or him, him uh, like, let's build this wall. Mm-hmm. So... Just blatantly, just blatantly lying and getting caught in his lies. Yeah, no, there's a ton of things that are wrong wrong with him, but I think a lot of times... Hey, thanks, I appreciate it. A lot of times what happens is that we hear these pundits screaming from the hilltops about what they don't like, but they don't give you like a 360-degree view of what's going on, and they just highlight 
all these negatives and really just drive that home. And honestly, that's not like the complete issue, you know? Like just for example, and again, I am very stern in saying that there's a, I'd rather him not be president. I'd rather, um, what was his name? Um, Bernie Sanders. I, I would have rather have had Bernie Sanders in the White House because I think he was uh, for the type of change that America needs. Um, Hillary Clinton, I think she would have been a good candidate, especially with her uh, parallel with uh, Obama. But honestly, there was a lot of things that she did in her past that are like questionable, and that's tough. Bernie Sanders, on the hand, he has a pretty clean slate and. He's been very clear on what his agenda has been since he's ever had public office. So I like him. And then Donald Trump obviously being the wild card. You know, we can't even talk about any of his past policies, but only his his current, right? That he's just actually passed as a president. And I'll just touch on one uh, uh, being, you know, our tax credit. There's an issue. There's uh, our tax laws. There's an issue with the tax law in regards to the fact on your private income your income tax it there's a time limit to it so I believe in the next three to five years something like that that this this benefit will actually go away but essentially like even when we got our taxes done babe um, they were saying that you're supposed to get more per dependent than ever before right they're saying that um, the typical reimbursement is higher than you would have got on last year's tax laws based on the policies that Trump put together. And then we talk about the trickle-down economics and that comes from corporate tax laws. And they've actually cut corporate taxes by 10%. Now, being a business owner, I used, I used to own a business, Simplified Communications. And at the end of the year, before, either before or after, depending on how you pay yourself, um, any, rev any uh, profits made by the organization was taxed by 35%. Now, uh, in 2000, uh, for 2018's tax return, my ex-business partner has the opportunity to file taxes for 25%. That 10% doesn't necessarily go back into his pockets, but it goes... Where does all the extra taxes come from? Where is the taxes? The taxes that they're cutting there, who's, someone has to get taxed more. Like some, it has to come from somewhere. All right, I'll, I'll answer that in a sec. From the way I understand it, I always suggest that everybody do their own research go to non-biased uh, media outlets and just figure it out, right? And that's what I did, and I'm not an expert by the least, but I feel like I have a good understanding of it all. And a lot of it is also assumptions and predictions like we all have. And you might do your research and come out on the side of my wife, which is fine, but you've done the research. So um, that 10%, now, it doesn't necessarily go into his pockets. What my business partner, my ex-business partner, decided to do was hire three new individuals, right? With the extra revenue, the three new individuals now have a job to pay their bills, to buy their, you know, tchotchkes and gifts, and do the things that they like to do with their disposable income. That is how you stimulate the economy, right? So now we talk about, well, how, where do we fill in that 10% gap? Well. Now that starting business in America is a little bit less scary, because once somebody tells you, yeah, all the money that you make, when I found that out, that was pretty shocking to me because I didn't know when I started the business, we're going to take a third of it. That's so much money. Instead of a third of it, we're going to take a quarter of it. It's a lot more attractive to say, you know what, I want to be... the same thing, isn't it? No, a, a third, third is 33%, a quarter. a quarter is 25%. Oh. 
So it's a lot. It, yo, trust me, and it makes a difference. I'm bad at that. It's all right. It, trust me, it makes a big difference. It's a lot less scary. It's uh, to start a business and try to, you know, be the next. Let's be honest, uh, Jeff Bezos. I mean, he started Amazon in his garage, and now it's the now he's the richest man on the planet. You know, that's what America allows for. And by not taking more of the money that would go into employment, research, and development, because let's be honest, these rich people are rich enough. They're just trying to continue to make that generational wealth by reinvesting into their organization. And funny enough, I was watching an interview with, um, and I'll stop talking, but I was watching an interview with Elon Musk. He's the CEO of Tesla. I love Tesla cars, by the way. And he was saying that he had a factory that was all automated. And they had to remove 50% of the auto automation and get more human beings uh, part of the, as part of the process. It's like a, it's like a, uh, uh, what's that, grilled cheese? It's really good. Uh, we're talking about the food. <laughs> um, he had to eliminate. He had to eliminate half of the automation and get people back onto the. Um, what do you call it? The. I was gonna say the conveyor belt, but basically the, the line. Assembly line. The assembly line. That's the exact word I wanted. Thanks. The assembly line to ensure quality control and have less errors. And I'm telling you. The, more, the less money that's being taxed, the more money that's in these CEOs' pockets, even the richest man in the world, they're going to reinvest into great ideas and give America jobs. So, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Now, that's one thing that I... So, do you think that it's because of Donald Trump's personality that his, uh, the good... You're perceived good of his policies. Nah, man, that's the worst part about him. Just his like attitude. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. That that it overshadows like any positive of his his policies because of his yeah. I mean, and that's what that's what I loved about Obama because I think it has every. I think to to measure your altitude, you have to measure your attitude, and. Um, Obama had a great attitude and I think it inspired especially the underserved like African American individuals it inspired them to be more professional to be more um, have more respect for themselves right um, know that they can achieve a lot more than they give themselves credit for all the way back to media guys like if I'm listening to music that consistently tells me that I should be happy that I'm here past 25 then what really has been my goals in life to survive to just be alive yeah like so when you see somebody like Obama on the big screen every day running the most powerful country in the world it inspires you and lets you know that anything is possible so I think that I mean obviously and then his policies too I think there was a mad hate in 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 the government and it effed up a lot of the the initiative that he wanted to put together because it really did take cooperation I think the fact that Texas dropped out right away on Obamacare uh, took out a huge population of people that would have really balanced out Obamacare and made it feasible. It's uh, horrendous because all the all the red states dropped out of using it, and then you didn't have enough healthy people utilizing the service, and it made it extremely expensive. So, yeah, I mean, every every politician is going to have their issues. Uh, Donald Trump's biggest issue is just not being able to sugarcoat what he has to say to get 
to the masses and he doesn't think it's necessary you know because of his background I, I suppose I think it's about sugar coating it's just about being like professional like just be a professional well I when to, I say sugar you have to deliver things. amen to that but I've been in some pretty high level meetings and they like dropping F and S bombs and talking pretty lewd I mean that's what happens in these meetings these executive meetings now publicly I think the sugar on the cake I like to call it icing on the cake is so important because like imagine a wedding and you have a wedding cake and there's just cake there no icing on top of it to make it look beautiful this is gonna be less appealing even though it's just as much sustenance you gotta make it appealing you gotta make it attractive you gotta make it wow and he being a marketer like a expert marketer quote-unquote it's so surprising how terrible he is at marketing his ideas it's like wow this is this this does not sound it, like it's going to be I good. I never thought of the the term sugar coat like that. I thought of it as a, make it sound nicer than what it is. Well, that's what it is. Not like more not not necessarily more appealing. It's just like you're not like you're not because usually when someone's like don't sugarcoat it, like it's because you have to give some type of delivery of a of, of a bad message. No, you can sugarcoat good messages too. It's just, it's the pomp and circumstance in any presentation, right? Like at the end of the day, the client only wants to see the, the, the dollars and cents, but it's so important to build value. And Obama built value. He I told you. I want to say one thing. You're so smart, babe. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You're so like intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> so Obama did a really good job telling us why we need to do something and what the route was. Uh, Donald Trump is really good at surprising us and like, what's happening? Huh? Who's getting fired again? So, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I think we're both right in a way. and um, It'll figure itself out. But back to the topic at hand, Kanye West. Yo, like, that has been the biggest thing to me in regards to relationships. How am I supposed to change someone's mind if I'm, if I am like, telling them that they're worst, they're the worst person in the world? If I approached you and I said like I, I hate everything that you're doing, we need to change it. Like you'd be less, you'd be more reluctant rather to listen to my opinions. But if I'm saying like yo, like I f with you, I just don't f with all of your ideas. Like, well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think uh, Donald Trump ended up saying everything's good here. Everything's wonderful. Uh, I think, nah, we're going to enjoy it. We'll let you know. Thank you. I think Donald Trump, um, you know, uh, said on Twitter, thanks, Kanye. That means Kanye has his ear. That means Kanye will be able to say, you know what? This is what our people's feeling and this is what we need to do. Not to say that Kanye is a person for that. But when you are a politician and you've been bad bad mouthing the guy because he's a D he's a R and you're a D, you know it's just like, well, how is he ever supposed to listen to us then? How are you supposed to? Is the goal to get him impeached and then replace him with somebody else and then have us have us heard? Or but why can't we have us have a, have our our story heard now? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, I'm talking about um, the Speaker of, of the Democratic House. You know, the Speaker of the Democratic House, soon as he came on board, it wasn't like Obama, where it's like, let's reach across the aisle, let's have a conversation, let's create dialogue, and let's make it work. It's, 
we gotta get this guy out of the White House. Like, okay, this guy has just blocked you on all social media. Like, that's what I would do as a human being. Could you imagine if somebody came at me all left and then it's just like, oh, but uh, there's some things that I need. Like, I'm not giving you shit. You relax. Right. So that's honestly. Kanye's doing it because he's dropping an album starting June 1st, etc., etc. It's the best media play. Kanye dropped this uh, dope um, uh, freestyle on TMZ. It was it was crack. He killed it. And that's what solidified it for me. And this is my closing thought on this topic. It was like... It was mad Kanye. It was 99 Kanye. Like It was all about the struggle and the fact that we, we still need to fight. But guess what? Guess who's listening now? Guess who's listening? It's not just the Kanye fans. It's everybody that wanted to make America great again that saw his hat on Twitter like, oh, Kanye's about our movement. And then you listen to his, listen to the album. I guarantee the album's going to be speaking on this. But just listen to the freestyle that TMZ dropped. It's pro-black. It's pro-us. It's pro-like we need change. And now he has the air of, ears of the people in power. Like you just got to, you got to like see. And yo, that's what Jesus did. Jesus loved everybody. He didn't like... Jesus instead. Yo, like, I mean, that's... Jesus is so special. You know, like, Jesus was with the richest of the richest. He was with the poorest of the poorest. He was with the sinners. He was with the winners. And at the end of the day, he, like, he brought everybody together. Because we can't win alone. We work together to win together. Like, that's one of my favorite mantras. And it's, it's so true. When you can have a dialogue with somebody, agree to disagree move forward with a direction that makes sense for everyone or you know gets the best parts of every piece um man you can kill so i'm i'm really excited about kanye but let's let's be serious kanye is an artist he's trying to move some units he's trying to move some merch and he's going to i guess the message is like secondary you know but he has a message too guys listen to it what are your thoughts that's my thoughts <laughs> based on my thoughts were. I don't have any final thoughts though, but <clears throat> we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, it's going to be a good album. I can't wait. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I'll listen to it in my car and then I'll let my wife know what, she, what and she, she can listen to it on headphones, which is uh, maybe top, topic number three. Listening, staying in your car after you come home. It's not a topic. We're not it's too, it's too heated, it's too personal. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna well, look, look. Comment below, because it'll help our personal life. <laughs> is it okay to, what is it? It's not okay. Well, it's you, you explain the scenario. Oh my God. This is one of the topics? This is one of the topics. Just explain the scenario, and then we'll leave it at that. All right. And they can comment. So, the scenario is... That I come home from work. Yo, can I like let me let me just say it. <clears throat> a lot of times, um, my husband coming home from wherever, he will just sit in his car for a very long period of time before he comes into the house. Like it's it's very very like even whenever he's coming home, he would pick up the kids from daycare or school or whatever. I don't remember the last time that he has come in before the kids or right after the kids. He, he at a minimum, is sitting in his car 
for 10 to 15 minutes. He had he has literally like fallen asleep in his car. He sits in his car for hours. Um, is it weird? Or is like do other people do this? Is this a normal thing? I think it's weird. Alright, comment below. <laughs> Alright, so what's uh topic number four? Uh yeah, so let's 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 talk about something white now because we've been talking talking politics and all this other stuff. Um so you know, we're both getting older. We're well I'm thirty two, you're gonna be thirty two here. Oh. End of June. Um and sometimes, you know, you reminisce about about back in the day before we had all these responsibilities and had these kids waking us up at five o'clock in the morning or not letting us sleep there in the middle of the night and not being able to do the things that we want to do. You think about, you know, when it's much simpler times in high school. Um, and I was just just thinking about, you know, all the craziness that I did in high school. And one of the topics that came to mind was that I thought would be a good discussion point just because, you know, we, we've, we've come from different um, places in the country. You know, you, you were brought up in New York City and yeah. I was brought up you know, in a rural community um, on a reservation. So, what is the craziest high school party that you can remember that just comes to mind? Because I feel like we all have them. We all have to have something that just sticks in our mind of the craziest high school party. And I've told you about my house, the house party that I had? Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's the craziest one, the one that I have. I don't know. It wasn't because I had it or anything like that. It was. It was nuts. It was crazy. Why is it crazy? Like just, just, just like tell a story. Tell the story. All right. How it's crazy. So when how old you were when it what I grade had to, you were in? I had to be seventeen because school was still in, and it was my senior year. It was like a senior party, and uh, my parents had left to go to rugby North Dakota, which probably tell you some some day leads into how I meet Trisha and whatnot, but. They moved to Rugby, North Dakota, and it was just me and my older brother, and um, we were in a house in Queens, New York, and I went to a high school called Thomas Edison High, and um, I had some friends that went to Jamaica High School, which is right next door to Thomas Edison, and um, lived next door to me. Um, one was named Munch, and the other one was named Ace, and I'd see them and hang out with them every day, and a lot of times they'd just be in my house because there's no parents there and just chill. And one day we were just like, you know, let's throw a party. I, it was my idea. I, Chris, it was your idea. I called it the house party, like, and it had, like, the flyer had uh, a picture of the house party cover on it. Um, the movie House Party uh, with Kid and Play. Mm -hmm. So it looked pretty cool. I made it on uh, paint before I knew how to use Photoshop. <laughs> so it was or pretty. Photoshop even came out. No, Photoshop existed. Oh, I just didn't have access oh, okay. to it. It was paint. Um, so I made the flyer, it looked pretty dope, printed a whole bunch out, gave some to Munchie, and he handed a whole bunch out in, like, his, uh, neighborhood, our neighborhood, I should say, in Henderson, and, uh, in Hollis, to a few of my friends there, and then everybody in my high school, in my senior class, pretty much, and shit, like, just waited, you know? Uh, we had a DJ for the party, so that was pretty dope, we never... We, we made a deal for 500 I gave him 200 We never gave him the rest of the money. I feel bad about it till this day. 
I have them on Facebook. One of these days, I'm just gonna send them 300 bucks when I have it like that. I, I guess I do, but no, I really want to have it like where it's not even like an issue, where it's like pocket change, you know? Like $300, I could do something with that now, so. Um, but when that day comes, I'm gonna send it to him. He hasn't never asked me for it or anything like that. We just like really just hit him with the L on that. He was like, yeah, we're not paying you. And mind you, my man Munch, he's like a, he's a gangster in that area, like for real. Like, That's a lot of money though, $500? For a DJ, yeah, at that time. Yeah, I guess, maybe, I don't know. We made a lot of money because we were actually charging people to come into the house party, which was dope as hell, $5 a person. And um, I kid you not, that entire house was flooded out. It was a house. It was a, uh, it had a basement. The basement was flooded with a whole bunch of potheads. The whole basement had like a cloud in it. You went in there, you like, you ever see the cartoons, how they like fly through like clouds and then you can see the shape of them in the cloud? Like that's basically what happens. You like make a tunnel shape of your body because of all the, the weed smoke in the air. So that was pretty crazy, and everybody was enjoying themselves, which was awesome. Then you go up to the top floor, it's like the kitchen is the first area, and we had like basically a bar uh, made made out of our pantry. So the pantry, we had a little bartender, that was Ace actually, and he was serving up liquor all night long. I have no idea what happened to that money, I think he pocketed it, which is fine again, because uh, whatever, everybody had a great time getting liquored up. Now mind you, we're all like 17, 18 year old, years old with a bar, and a uh, floor dedicated to just marijuana. So just awesome experience. In hindsight, probably the um, most sketchiest situation I could have put myself in with no parents around. Um, then the living room and the dining room, which were pretty large, were dedicated to the DJ dancing, mingling, chilling, having a turn up type of time. Now mind you, this is like in November, this is November, like it's cold outside, right? People are dressed with long sleeves at least. Inside the house, it has to be at least 90 degrees, not because we have the temperature up, but because of all the body heat. Like you couldn't even pass somebody without like saying, excuse me, like you have to like nudge around people. There was people on the wall to the middle, dancing super hard to just, you know, getting grinded on by all sorts of like, you know, Caribbean women. It was pretty, it was pretty dope. I, if I had to put a number on it, it would have been like maybe 200 people came through, all paid $5. So we made like probably around $1,000 that night. Um, there was a line from my door to like down the block. And it was just so crazy that people were lining up to get to my party, um, my house. Uh, the aftermath was crazy. I mean, the house was destroyed. There was a hole in the wall. Oh, did I should say. I don't know. I don't know if they ever knew, but they had to know in some way or form. I don't know. I think parents kind of act ignorant, but being a parent now myself, I know what's going on. I know what you guys are <laughs> doing. But um, it got it got broken up by a gun. There was like gunshots outside, so everybody stormed out. So that was that, and um, made a lot of money. Oh, the night after, I had to actually fly to rugby. Well, like, yeah, the night after, I had to fly to rugby. And everybody's out the house. It's daylight now, so light's actually shining into the home. And this place is trashed. And every single one of my friends, Ace, Munchie, and everybody else that always flops in my house, they were nowhere to be fucking found. It was just me and my brother cleaning up this house. And we found a hole in the wall, which was pretty, like, critical. It was like a big-ass hole in the wall. I was like, oh, shit. And then um, the cabinet, I don't know how, but like the cabinet over the stove was hanging off of like, it was just hanging down. 
couldn't fix it. So when my parents came, we told told my mom and dad that we were moving furniture, and we accidentally <laughs> busted a hole in the wall. And uh, we said we didn't know what happened to the cabinets. How did this happen? We were as surprised as, surprised as they were. Man, but I left. I left my brother, who didn't even like join the party. He just stayed in his room in the attic. He he was. That's what he does now. Just in his room. No, it's not Emilka. It's uh, it's oh, Chuck. My older brother. So he saw the aftermath. Oh, yeah, because Amica would have been there. Right. He was pretty disappointed with everything that happened because he, he definitely said, you need to keep this under control and not go too crazy, and it went crazy. And when I left to sounds go... Like, it sounds like me, right? Yeah. And when I, I left... Keep it to, under control, and then it's not under control. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say no. Um, when, when I left to go to Rugby, North Dakota, and this is just how my brother's always been, he ended up cleaning up the whole house by himself. He didn't ask for any money. He didn't get any money. He wasn't even part of the party. Why would he ask for money? Just because... Because we made money off of it, maybe. I don't know. I thought you said that Ace stole it. Ace didn't steal it. What did you say he pocketed? Oh, the Laker money. I don't know what happened to that. I don't know. The dorm money... uh, Actually, Vernon was holding the dorm money. I don't know if you ever noticed Vernon on my Facebook. He lives in Atlanta right now. But uh, Vernon was holding the dorm money. That was cool. We split it up between me, Munch, and Ace and... Yeah, and that's when we were debating if we were going to pay the DJ the rest of the money. And I was like, uh, I don't know if we want to do that. So we can have, like, <laughs> that's like 50 money. less dollars for each of us. I don't know. It's a little bit more than that. So, yeah, that was the craziest party that I've ever been to. Um, my own. So funny. My, my story is going to be like the complete opposite of yours. Like, one, it was outside, just in a field. Sure. It was in the summertime. Um, I think I was, I think I was a junior. I was a junior, and it's all dramatic. It's not even positive. So I was out in the field. Um, I think I had just. Um, I don't know what the situation was. Oh, the situation. I remember it was the end. It was end of school. So I had just gotten a fight with somebody. So I got like suspended for the last couple of days or whatever. And, um, so it's not too long after that, I saw that girl who I got in a fight with and her older sister at his party. And we were there for, like, a long time. It was, like, nighttime when we were there. And, um, as the sun started coming up, then, I don't know, I guess maybe because this girl was drunk or whatever, maybe she just noticed me. I don't know what happened. She came up, but her older sister came up to me and was like... With, with her, with this girl who I got in a fight with, and was like, I heard that you're trying to like pile my sister. So I don't know if you know in res language that means, but you know you're just trying to um, jump, jump them. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the word, jump <laughs> them. So I was like, why, why would I, you know, pile your sister when I already fought her like one on one? Like, what was, what was the point in that? <laughs> and. Um, and then there's like extra drama going on because this is the same girl who had just had a baby with um, my my ex-boyfriend. So that was crazy. In junior year? Yeah. What do you mean? It was my junior. It was like my junior. Like it, she had a baby in your junior or in the future? She was older than me, so she was like she was she was a senior. So yeah. Yeah, this is this is what happens. 
uh, res reservation. Everybody has, has babies. A lot, of, a lot of people, yeah, it's pretty typical. A lot of my friends had babies their freshman sophomore year. Three of my friends had babies their sophomore, uh, by their freshman sophomore year. So That's crazy. when I had Nikita at 20, I felt like I was old. <laughs> well, actually, I was 21, like I got pregnant at 20. Um, but uh, yeah, so she she had a baby with him. So I was like, you know what? I know that you just like like I know you're just trying to fight me because of him. I was really trying to do. Cause after he had a baby with her, he tried to like be back with me. But anyway, so um, so she was trying to fight me, and then this boy um, who I knew. I don't know, he was always very protective of me. But he came up, he went up to her and was like, if you try to fight her, like, I'm going to beat your man up. And so, you know, she, she tried to fight me. She, like, she like pushed me or something like that. And then me, my, then my friend grabbed me and we got broken up. So then he went and started beating, beating up her man. And it was so sad because her man at the time was, like, was just this little guy. And, like, my, my other friend was just, like, beating him up. And then, um... Then my other friend, who was like super drunk, was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" We were standing. Me and this girl that, that was trying to fight me, we were end up standing next to each other while we were watching this boy who was protective of me and her man like beating each other up or fighting each other. And then she was like, "It's all because of you." And I was like, "Well, he told you to not touch me. Otherwise, he's gonna beat your man up. But you touch me." So then my other friend who was just super drunk and I'm pretty sure she's like she didn't even know what she was doing was like just leave her alone why don't you why don't you pick on somebody your own size because you know I'm really small so she was like she's like what you know had her arms up like whoa we you gonna do and then this girl and then so this other girl who was trying to fight me just went up to my friend and like punched her in the face oh and they started fighting and I was like oh my gosh everyone's just fighting because of me <laughs> And it was so sad because this, this my friend was like, you know, an aspiring model, and oh. she had she had uh, set up appointments like later on in that week. But because of this fight, she had this huge scratch just all across her face. Oh no! Is that so like permanent? Had, so she, no, it's not permanent. But she had to cancel. She canceled those meetings because she had this huge scratch on her face, like yeah. all across her face. Could have changed her life. And. Um, yeah, she's not a model today. Because um, of that fight. I don't know if it's because of that fight. <laughs> but, yeah, that was... That, that sounds crazy. That was the craziest. I mean, and that's just one of many fights. Uh, one of many parties where... Did you win that first fight that you were in? Huh? Did you win that first fight that you were in? Remember you, got, you had a fight with her before? I felt like I did. <laughs> well, who tells no, the story. I remember, yeah, it's a, well, this is what happened. Like, I went up to her. Yo, this is like triangle of people. So I ended up fighting this girl because that, you know, that girl was the sister of this other girl who had a baby with my ex-boyfriend. Um, but he had, he started seeing that girl who he had a baby with, her, one of her sister, <laughs> like her sister, her other sister. So... Yeah, so there was some like some tension between us, and then I remember like we were in the lunch line, and she had her and that her sister had walked through the like had walked through the lunch line, and I was there, and she like hit me with her shoulder. So you know, through the whole day, I was like, when I see her, like I'm gonna confront her about it. So at the end of the school day, like that's what I did. Like I just went up to her. I remember me and my friends were walking 
to the parking lot to the car and I didn't even tell them like I was gonna do this I was just like in my head I'm like this is what I'm gonna do so then when I saw her like I walked away from my friends and my friends didn't even know and I was like you know why did you do that and she's like because my sister told me to and then she pushed me and I remember she pushed me so hard that I fell on the ground I was like oh shit maybe this is a bad decision shit. and then like I tried to get up and she pushed me again and I fell again I was like oh man this is not going how I thought it was gonna go <laughs> um, but it it ended up though like when we got broken up I was like holding her like head down and I was punching her in the face <laughs> so I don't know I felt like that meant that I won <laughs> But I had like a really big, I had like a big, like I had a bloody lip in the inside. Um, and I had, did I have a bloody nose? And I had a bloody nose too. So I remember like my one of my friend's boyfriend like had said, uh, who, or someone asked, like said, yeah, I saw her fighting. And they're like, well, who won? And then he was like the other person, of course. And I'm like, but when we got broken up, this is how it ended so how is that like how so that's why i'm like i feel like i won but i don't know but then i fought that girl again did you win that time i felt like i won that time too <laughs> but i don't know it was a perspective because what because how that ended was she was on top of me but i had my legs wrapped around her wow. and it's hitting her <laughs> you should have been a ufc fighter not a lawyer <laughs> We were kids. Those were the only two fights that I've ever been in. Well, besides my aunt, so like, but that doesn't count. <laughs> we'll hear that story next time. <laughs> so, what did you think about the food in the restaurant? Um, I don't know. I, I probably won't order it again. I mean, I wouldn't say it was bad, but it's just not like not my cup of tea. It, I hate ordering when I'm hungry because I'm like just. I don't know. It was alright. It was alright. Would you ever come back to this restaurant? No. Whoa. I'm the exact opposite. I like my food a lot. It was a lot. It was very different. I would definitely come back and recommend this restaurant. I guess, how many stars do you give it? Like, out of what? Five. Um, I don't know. I say three like even though like I didn't necessarily enjoy the food that I ordered I'm sure there I mean your food was good I ate some of your food yeah my food was great <laughs> I went with a pretty basic scrambled eggs you heard what I ordered with scrambled eggs potatoes it had like this really cool toast with cheese melted on the top but like I don't even know how to explain it you have to have it for yourself and then of course some bacon and the bacon was really good honestly like it was a different style of bacon that I've never had before in my life so like um yeah, I give it a five. If you give it a three, that's an average of four. This restaurant gets a four. Solid try-on, you know. Uh, I think it's a great place to entertain guests and bring somebody that's never been to the city just because it's so interesting and uh, maybe a great event and location. And the menu was interesting. Looking. Yeah. Like, just the whole, this whole experience has been kind of interesting. But um, there's a bowling alley and some other things here, so I think it's maybe a good place to just de-stress after a long week with maybe your work team or your family. So that's what I thought. Thank you so much for enjoying our second episode of Great Food and the Best Topics with Husband and Wife. I know you enjoyed it. Let us know how much you did in the comments below. Please share and subscribe if you haven't already. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. I feel like I really showed my, uh, my resi side in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are.
You're native. <laughs> Actually, yesterday when I came back off of the airport, or uh, after the air, off of the airplane, she was like, "I'm so happy to be home. I can't wait to get to the rest." She was talking to somebody on the phone. She was like, "I can't wait to get to the rest." Really? 